You're listening to the Ecological Podcast, all about our positive partnerships with horses and other animals through work and play. Your hosts are Rebecca Bayliss from Little Green Stables and Kate Blackmore from Ecological Positive Partnerships. Kate and I are sat outside, because we are socially distancing, on a beautiful, cold, frosty morning with a cup of tea. Oh, so nice. I'm on the beanbag, Rum's beanbag. And hopefully he's not going to come over and pour <laughs> try and it and try and it. sit on me. And Kate's in a nice little deck chair type thing. It's quite lovely. Um, it's been a shocking week weather-wise. We've had Storm Christoph, which mainly was just wet, wasn't it? it we had a yeah, bit I, of, no, we had quite a lot of wind, Did actually, you? We yeah. just had rain, so cold. now we just have more mud, um, which is a bit depressing, but... Today is gorgeous, so that's good. It's really peaceful, and rum is really peaceful, isn't it? Really peaceful today. I actually think because of Storm Christoph, the herd didn't sleep that well, and he um, needs his sleep. He's very much a big baby, and I find him flat out in the school and flat out in the field, (laughs) snoring his head off. So I don't think he slept very well, which is one of the reasons why I think this session this morning was actually very calm and we really focused on quite a lot of calm behaviors and and bringing on some behaviors so we were we're going to talk about bridling and well tap tacking up really yeah today because we're getting to that um time where here he comes oopsie we're getting to that time where we do need to start we've introduced both the saddle and the bridle different times separately and we need to start building that duration i'm just going to pass the ipad over to kate in case yeah. i get a <laughs> i've just taken some photos of what's going on right now so we can show people what yeah. it looked like whilst we were um, recording and yeah so that's been really interesting because i i did um so we'll start maybe we'll start with the bridle so i taught rum with the bit <laughs> To throw it, which wasn't really the most ideal thing. So I, got, I taught him to pick it up and then throw it, um, to get used to it, really. But I think I, I made more of a mess of... Um, <laughs> can you hear him? <laughs> I made more of a mess of that than I should have done. So that's a note to others. Um, if you want to start getting them used to the bit, don't teach them to pick it up and throw it. Throw it. <laughs> Because firstly, it's quite... I remember how proud you were when you showed me that behaviour that you taught. You're saying, I'm not sure this is a great idea, getting him to throw the bit. Yeah, background noise is rum nuzzling the beanbag, and I've just stood up now. because I'm, I'm hoping... We are recording. Yeah, it's kicking up. Okay. Oh, hi, rum. Okay. So, <laughs> I might put him in the school. We might need to... Yeah, I'm you gonna... carry on talking about driving, okay? And uh, I'll put yeah, I've currently got a rum <laughs> face. In my hands. Can at least talk. Um, hey, buddy. Yeah. Okay. So, so set the scene. Yeah. So bridling um, is a really important behaviour because if you get it wrong, you don't. <laughs> I'm just going to wait until you've kind of pulled it away so you? people can hear me. Um, so bridling is a really, really super duper important behaviour to get right, and saddling because you know this is your gateway to riding. And if you get this wrong, or if um, you've made a mistake, it, it can um, be quite difficult to. Um, well, it just takes time to retrain that behaviour. So, trying to do it properly from the start is probably a better idea. But we all we all learn. Um, <laughs> 
Uh, you're away here and I'm just like slightly slagging you off. <laughs> That's That's okay, so what are the behaviours that we usually see with um, tacking up um, to show that horses aren't that happy with the process? So I would say, um, you know, walking away, turning away with the bridle, they can clamp the mouth. Um, lifting the head's a great one, isn't it? Um, shoving, spinning. Um, uh, there, there's a horse called Batman at Conquest. And where, the first time I, when he came to Conquest and I went to pack him up, um, I saw he like flinched. I saw all his abs tense up and he just flinched. He was so scared of that um, saddle. You know, that was for me a really, really important trigger point. And actually, when you're tacking up, these behaviours, so the walk away, the spin and all of that stuff, we want to be working with the horse before they get to that state. Yeah, so it's understanding where the threshold is. So this is what I'm talking about is actually retraining behaviour, so not introducing it from the beginning, because lots of people will be in that situation as well, won't yeah, they, where think, they need to retrain yeah, the tacking up. introducing the behaviour is a lot easier than re going back home yeah because you're because you're not you're having to erase the negative feelings or build that trust more as in if you're if you're teaching that behavior like with rum he's got no expectation of it hurting or being sore or pressure on him or anything so the expectation has been taken away that it might be negative as where with a horse where it is quite negative then you've got to re redo that I know yeah but you you yes yes but you can actually it is it's not it depends on the horse mm. it might not take that long if you do it in the correct way mm -hmm. if you can counter condition it in the correct way um you know you might be able to to do it in not such a long time like batman only took a couple of sessions mm. to be well that's good yeah that's but really good. It, it's because we were working from the very base point so when you know when horses show these stress related responses to tack it's usually because the association they have with it you know if we think of general practices of the way people do you know how people usually bridle their teach their horse to um take the bridle introduce them to the bridle and the saddle the bridle i was told by one of my clients and she's a bhs trainer as well that you put it on and put them in the mm. in the stable for an hour yes. and leave them there yeah well, not with the reins on obviously and then um you just and then you just make that time longer each day yeah that's pretty much it. You, <laughs> you whack it on and don't give them the choice. Now and you leave them alone. Yeah, so in that craziness... So you don't have to watch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Basically. And, yeah. Um, so, uh, quite, you know, understandably, at first, next time your horse sees that bridle, it's going to be like, fuck off. <laughs> that bridle. But unfortunately, what we know, what happens with most of that training is that they learn that they have no other choice. So they mm. just kind of accept it. So a lot of the training is very harsh for tacking up. You know, we're just going to put a saddle on you. And we're just going to put it on you <laughs> and keep it on you. Yeah. You know, it's this, this form of flooding. There's no 
there's no choice there's no escape so they just have to accept mm. it so this is often why you find a lot of horses really do have problems with um the saddle and the bridle and they may not show it and you know in, unless you're really in tune with with the horse and and picking up on stress signals you may not notice it but the problem is is if you then don't notice it it does come out in other behaviours. So there are coping strategies mm. down the line that the horse has to do to be able to deal with the behaviour. So that's a really important thing to consider. One of the things I really need to make sure we do with Rum is that because he's, he, you know, I'm quite short, I don't... Oh, you're I, not. I, I, I am. <laughs> rather, I am rather too, short. though. Don't I, 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 can't, I can't have him throwing his head up in the air. You see no. that a lot, don't you, to when, when people are bridling, to kind of... They, the, the horses throw their head up in the air and the people are yeah. pushing the bit in. I, I can't physically do... That can't physically happen. It's not no. going to happen. So I need him to be completely accepting of the bit and completely accepting of the bridle. Yeah, Archie's oh. rolling in the school. Oh. Um, well, we will... When we go through the steps for in introducing it to mm. a new horse yeah. um, we can talk about that okay. I just want to um, um, stay on point with my sorry no it's fine with it's just I go off on tangents list. with yeah. you and I forget and then I I end up not finishing what I wanted to say um, so working out where the trigger is is really really important so you might not know your horse's history but you have noticed that when you um, have a saddle pick up approach it with a saddle that it's having quite a stressful reaction to could it could even be a tuck it. it can it even can, I've it, seen, that's what i'm saying i've seen a them. horse just slightly roach yeah so and their tail clamp yeah you know yeah exactly it can be as subtle as that so um what you want to do is find out where that stress starts okay at mm -hmm. what point does that stress start to get triggered within the body and how do we, um, and we need to work below that, yeah? Mm -hmm. Okay, so for so example. So we need to go back. Exactly. So people may think, oh, well, it's when he sees the saddle. But actually, horses are so very clever at pairing things together and learning that it could be um, them watching you go into the, to the tack room. Yeah. That could it, be the it trigger. It could be every time you pull them out of the field or the stable, if that's the exactly. only thing you ever yeah. do. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, which is another really good point about um, that we'll touch on. So just working out where that trigger is, and you need to start at that point. <laughs> yeah. Also... Um, you know, making the the saddle and the bridle part of your fun stuff that you do, mm. you can involve it in, like, can you touch that with your nose? That would be a really good thing to be doing. You know, there are uh, certain programs you can follow for this kind of training, but I'm just kind of giving general tips rather than a whole training plan for what you would do. But um, I, what I look for is for the horse saying, okay, so the start button. And the start button for me is that they touch the saddle with their nose. Okay. Okay. So with Batman, I would ask him to touch the saddle. And then as soon as he did that, then it would get put on his back. But we didn't do that for a very long time. So I didn't just walk up to him with the saddle. I would have the saddle like the other side of this yard. Mm -hmm. You know, because he had such an aversive reaction to it. And, you know, we would see how, what was the threshold? Like, how far could we get to that saddle without that stressful response being triggered? 
okay? Yeah. And then rewarding for that relaxation. Then making that gap smaller and smaller until we're, till we're at the saddle and we're okay and we're touching the saddle and the mm. saddle's okay, you know. And then um, I would start like a, a new horse. So we're going to talk about that in mm. a minute of, mm. of how, to, um, how to do that. But I would just create loads and loads and loads of positive associations with that saddle. So you could put the saddle, like say, for example, Batman loves to do to, loves to do his colours, for example. Yes. You could put the saddle on when you play that game. Yes. Once he was comfortable with having the saddle on, it wouldn't then always lead to riding. Yeah. Because, you know, it, it's the association yeah, and that, stuff like that. that. Mapping, so, yeah, again, that mapping, they exactly. get it. Or sometimes you're, you're grooming them and then you're, I don't know, giving them um, a hay net outside. And you could just, you know, once you know that they're okay with the saddle, mm. um, you could just kind of place it on them, let them eat, maybe get them to do some targeting, you know, just to say, oh, sometimes we do training with this on as well. Yes, you yeah. know, it's okay. I mean, we have done that with rum and we walk out with it on and sometimes with not, not with it on. And we've tried a couple of yeah. different types of saddles as well. Um, the saddles we use, we're using the uh, sheepskin treeless, aren't we, at the moment? So yeah. there's no pressure and I, on So that's what I use with Batman. I really, really <clears throat> like um, the sheepskins. You know, you do our horses and you tell mm. us what Their fantastic backs, are backs amazing. they have. Yeah, yeah. Backs are amazing. And we use these, these sheepskins, which are just sheepskins. Um, and I much prefer that because, you know, as well, like when you've got a big horse, you tend to have to throw up that tag. <laughs> you know, that's sad unless you're yeah. going to stand higher, higher or unless you're taller than us. <laughs> well, you have got a shire, so you do <laughs> to need to. Fair. Yeah, that is. Um, but, you, you know, that that's also something that probably adds to um, their feelings about that. They, it's almost like they're bracing themselves, waiting mm. for that big old heavy saddle. And, and especially if it's cold. So what I notice with some of my clients' horses, if they're co if it's cold, like we've got at the moment, and they're clipped, um, and they come in and, you know, their muscles are a little bit cold. Yeah. We often say, physios often say, um, have a, a warm, hot water bottle, maybe get two and sew them together. And whilst you're grooming, you could put that over the saddle area to warm the back up before you put your saddle pad and your saddle that. on. So, yeah, if you get two, because hot water bottles are cheap, aren't they? Yeah. So you can just get two, obviously, one for either side, sew a little bit of material in the middle so that it, they sit on the back nicely yeah, yeah. um so that and they're, they're not you're not using boiling water obviously you let your kettle walk, walk, um, cool down a bit fill that hot water bottle up and then you've got one either side just warms up that that those tissues and that muscles and makes them feel much more relaxed already yeah. um and it, also we keep our tack i mean i keep my tack in the tack room it's a cold room you yeah. know so Again, you know, you've got a cold back throwing a cold cloth and a cold saddle on. You can, you, yeah, ex well, exactly. You've yeah. just gone, Ruh, you know. And and uh, so that's quite a good tip for horses is who, who really struggle with the cold but might have quite sore backs, but it's been treated as such, but historically, or just it's just a nice thing to do, mm, really. The yeah. other thing you can do is take a, put, just put an old towel in a tumble dryer and okay, when it's nice warm. and warm... Take it out and just pop that on their back while you're grooming and getting them ready because it, it's, we're not going to have exactly the same effect as the hot water bottle, but it's going to be warming and nice for them. Also, gets them used to having something on their back that's warm and oh, well, And that is the advantage. Exactly. And so we're about to move on to that. One other thing I wanted to mention about if you are working with a horse that maybe has found, um, has these negative associations with being tacked up, is... 
the environment is super duper important as well. So making sure that, you know, you're not in a stable where they have no space to react and respond. Mm. You want it to be a nice open space where they feel because if that they can react, because if they feel like they can't, you're already on the backhand because you've caused them stress. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So you've put them in a, a stressful environment and then you're going to ask them to do something and you're trying to create these positive associations mm. and that doesn't work. So choose your environment really carefully. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Good tip. Because, you know, if, if you have to be careful to a certain extent. If it's an extreme reaction, then you would get an equine behaviour consultant in mm. to help with you. Mm. Um, you know, if... You want to be working below that threshold. So the running off and the spooking and stuff like that, you know, we're, we're avoiding those if yes, we can. So you yeah. have to be careful, but... We want to take it right back down to basics. And yeah. again, we've said this before, but we're going to say it again. You have to rule out any pain. Yes, um, obviously, first thing Because pain. that's very important. And as long as you know... And and then you, you obviously are working with the learnt behaviour, possibly. Um, yeah, okay, cool. Awesome. Okay, so shall we... Um, talk about how to start then I guess yeah well do you want to talk I would like you to tell the story of how you've done rum with the saddle and the bridle yeah or just, okay. well, let's start off with the bridle first let's go with the bridle okay so um let's talk about your story because I like your story because you know we did do a few things that we, we were in a when we've looked at this behavior we're in a position where we've got a few things that we need to figure out because mm of the chucking and stuff like mm. that, which is lovely, you know, play <laughs> fun. Um, so, yeah, tell us, okay. tell us about that. So and actually, why don't you tell us about the head collar? Because that... Yeah, the head collar was, well, well, the, the, was the head collar that started it all, really, I suppose. Um, so, you know, Rum arrived, we're not really having done anything really so uh, we've we had issues with the head collar because he didn't really understand leading or having a head collar on. Um, not the way I wanted it anyway. Yeah. I mean, we could, we could, we, he would throw his head up and I'd, you know, follow him, which wasn't going to be workable in the future. So I, we broke that behavior right down to, um, to him learning, teaching him to lower his head and then by putting his nose through the hole of the head collar. It's really difficult to describe it when you're talking, isn't it, rather than showing people. So, we started with that first, so it was all about head down, and then it was about lowering your head through the mouth, the nozzle bit of the of the head collar, and reward. And we built that very slowly. And then after him doing that, he kind of got the whole head collar thing. It was almost like, right, okay, now flick that thing behind my ear and do it up and, and click and big reward. Mm -hmm. So the, those steps, the first two steps, the head down and the nose through the mouthpiece of the, the nose bit of the head collar, took some time. And then, you know, he, he joined the dots himself, mm. so it was fairly good. But I did use the, the bits separately. So the bits, um, I, Rum likes to pick things up with his mouth. Mm. It's, it's, he's very mouthy. It's what he likes to do. So I taught him to pick up his bit, throw it at me, and I'd catch it. <laughs> which, <coughs> which was very clever, but quite dangerous. <laughs> and also, then we had to go back and re- yeah train that so what we did to do that was we attached it to the bridle but only one side yeah so the bit yep. was hanging down 
So he'd put his head down into the bridle. I'd put his ears through. Yeah. There's no, there's no nose piece. I wouldn't do the throat lash up. It's just his ears through the bit with, yeah. his, with his brow band. And the bit would be hanging. Now, because he was, he taught, he learned to catch the bit, he'd just grab the bit. So he, as he'd grab the bit and hold it in his mouth, I'd click and then yeah. reward, and then he'd drop the bit. And that's how we built that up. So I managed to change the picking up and throwing it. Yeah, which is fantastic. To that, because he couldn't throw it. No. Because it was attached to the bridle. Yeah. And that, but what, what I learned with that is he actually like, he quite likes to play with the bit. He does. He does. And I don't think we necessarily need to stop that. Um, he it, It's learning. It's, it's teaching him the duration. Yes. And it's teaching him that it goes slightly further mm. up at the back and it's going to stay there yes and him being okay with that but also then the connection because it wasn't tied up there was no tension between that and the head no piece. so so just, we started to build that so yeah. once he'd caught the bit and i have got a video of this which i'll post once he'd caught the bit i'd come i would hold it in his in higher up in his mouth yeah um just for a, a second or so click reward and then we'd increase that time and then i would I'd hook it onto the um, the bit of leather that it goes on on the bridle and um, hook it up on there again, hold it for a couple of seconds and click and drop. And that, and then we stop there because that's how we, where we got to. And then we switched over to another way, which is, which is the way that you were using now, which you've brought in. We've just been joined by Flan again. Now. Hey, Flan. <laughs> well, they're all snoozy today. So... So, yeah, you described the way we're, we're learning now, aren't we, with the head, you holding the headpiece. Yes. So, first of all, um, yeah, you just want it. You can either hold it by the cheek pieces or the headpiece, whichever you want. Started off by the cheek pieces, holding it out. So, he then puts his head through, lowers his head. and when Lowers his head onto the bit, Onto the it? bit, yeah. And, and I am just ever so slightly helping him get that bit into position by bringing it up a little mm. bit but mm -hmm. really really gently it's like a like less than half a centimeter kind yeah. of you know I'm not just shoving it into his mouth um just I did that a couple of times to start off with else what happens is the bit remains at the front of the mouth and in between the teeth mm. and, and it's hard to explain to them that that's not quite what we want um and so when he's doing that I am just um asking for more and more duration mm. each time and then what we'll do is we will start to you know get a little tip of one ear in yes. a bit more of one yeah. ear because today I went up and because he was doing it so well he was I really thought, lowering onto yeah, it wasn't absolutely. he really so I was well. like okay right let's just um try and put this little bit over the ear and immediately he lifted his head up mm. so sometimes with this training you know I do kind of just try the odd thing that I know isn't going to have a horrendous impact impact just to see where we're at um and it was a little bit too far too soon so very quickly I didn't do that mm. again and I just asked for the duration more but what would be a really good idea next to do is to start either asking for that ear target that you okay. do yes. yeah, yeah so asking for the ear target and then just putting a little bit of the ear in so that you're connecting with the ear before you put the headpiece over so that he un focuses on his ear. Because sometimes, you know, I think what happens is they put their head in 
today, and I think this is more what it was, uh, he put his head in and so he's focusing on the bit and what he's doing. And then, and then suddenly, suddenly I'm doing something with his, his ear, ear and he's yeah. like, whoa, what the fuck? Like, yeah, I didn't yeah. know that was happening. Yes, so, it wasn't. it wasn't a... It wasn't a get off. Was yeah, it? and it, it was wasn't a like, of, oh my God, God I can't cope yeah. with this. It was just a move upwards as if to go, what? Hang what? on a minute. On? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought we were doing mouth. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So um, I think so we'll have a play with that. So face targeting really, really goes, it really it was really helpful, isn't it? Because, the, you know, we've been doing the face targeting. So we, he's face targeting ears, eyes. We're starting on nose, face and mouth, cheek. And so that's where... Again, learning those behaviours yeah. in the beginning could be really, really useful for bringing in the bit and the bridle because you can target the ear. Yeah, so, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> so that's, yeah, really, really useful. And, you know, we're doing this all at liberty. Um, yeah. So he has a choice whether to, he can opt out if he wants to. That's absolutely fine. We're using a higher value reward for those really good tries. So for us, it's a bit more about duration now. We're using mm. those really high value rewards for um our environment you know we picked a day today where he's in a very snoozy lovely um mood you know maybe we would pick those more relaxed times to be yes, doing this yeah. at the moment so that we um aren't getting as much you know of the chomping or the tension or whatever any tension or anything um so that's just really important and i think that there's a few prerequisites for bridling so mm. we were talking about touching the face. Like, yes. are they okay with having their face touched? Mm. Because before you do anything else, if they're not okay with that and you're about to put a bridle on them, you're going to really struggle. And there are so many horses that aren't okay. I have one horse. And I don't blame them because <coughs> no. I'm not okay with having my face touched. No, but ears are very difficult because often people do silly things with ears, don't they? And they yeah. twitch them and things. And, and so ears can be a really sensitive thing. So really building up that confidence with, with that ear touch, I think, is really important and such a valuable asset to you in the future for bridling because mm -hmm. again you know sometimes we we're trying to make at the moment we're trying to make the bridling as smooth as possible but as soon as he's got it we'll start being a bit haphazard with it because let's face it sometimes that happens doesn't yeah, it yeah absolutely Where one and if is it was out an emergency is, you know etc or someone else came along and did it you know and yeah. they didn't know the, the way that he'd learnt it or we've done it together that kind of thing so yeah so, we've got know, a bit you, of resilience <coughs> in yeah him, exactly we? so we start off with this very smooth easy step process and then build in some more difficult ways so I think yeah the ear targeting is a really good idea I would say also with the reins we haven't brought the reins into the bridle yet no. and again this is something we're doing completely separately so the bridle work is completely separate to the saddle work at the moment the saddle work is completely separate to the bridle work and then the same with the reins so we have started bringing in the reins but only on the head collar I don't use a um, pressure head collar I just no. use a normal head collar and um with because we're learning left and right with those and that's going quite well which yeah. we need to do a little bit more on that but but we're teaching we're going left and right with that with that so he's learning his rain cues separately from the bridle yeah. separately from the bit um, and the saddle separate too and I actually really like that because they're all little bits of behaviours together which we haven't linked yet yeah, exactly and they don't I mean they will obviously be linked but again in the future, they don't have to always be linked, no, do they? No, exactly. And I think that's keeping variety as a spice of life. I think I said that in a lot of yeah. my last podcast. <coughs> I true. think you have. I think it's really, really important for this type of training. Um, 
So should we talk about the saddle? Yeah, let's yeah. talk about the saddle. So why don't you he, tell he, he us... Give the iPad a second. I'm just going to open the gate for Archie. He won't bother us. No, that's fine. Um, I thought maybe you could tell us about your journey with the saddle with rum. Okay. Well, back we go, guys. So saddling... Um, Here we go. Horses so are coming in. We 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 use uh, well. We've got a couple of saddles that I use for rum. Um, we started off with just the saddle cloth. We started off just um, popping it, just letting him smell it. Really, letting him stand on it, rub himself on it. Um, we used Archie's saddle cloth um, for him to smell. Flan's saddle cloth all different types of horses. So we got him used to that. And then I'd put it on his neck, on his back, on his bum, all over his body. And Rum is very resilient and he's he's very, um, yeah, what's next sometimes yeah. with things. So this was a very much, okay, yeah, you're putting that over me, what's next, you know? And yeah. so then we bought out the saddle and um, just uh, <laughs> gently, Kate's being harassed by Jim. He's, he wants my tea. He wants your hat. <laughs> he wants your woolly hat. Um, and uh, so then we started with the saddle, and I've got a Heather Moffat Phoenix saddle, which I love. It's treeless, and um, it's Archie's saddle, but it's 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 a good length for rum. And we just place that on him, and then take it off again, and place it on him, take it off again, and then again he was like. Yeah, and what's next? So then we put the girth, and then we obviously do the girth very, very lightly. And again, he's like, yeah, what's next? And um, and then we played games. We did a lot of A to Bs with the saddle on, because A to Bs is one of Rum's favourite um, games. So we did that, Walk, took it, take him out for walks with it. Um, we're using a mixture now of that saddle and the um, sheepskin saddle, which we alternate and we do games with them and different things and walk out with them and the girth. And then we've started to associate it with the mountain block, but it's not always. So when we do mountain block work, it's, I mean, like we did some mountain block work today. We had no tack at all. And then another time we might have the tack on, play a few games, then do some mountain block, then take the tack off, then do the mountain block. And really, it's been actually non-eventful, you know, which is, um, <clears throat> which is how we want it to be. Yeah. Um, and I didn't, I don't know what I expected, but I didn't expect anything else now. But I think <laughs> Bronking. Yeah, you just <laughs> around the arena. Yeah, and when we when we've got the saddle, well, when when we're using the mountain block, we sometimes put a little bit of pressure on, you know, with mm. my body. Sometimes not. Sometimes I lean over. Sometimes I don't. And we've done exactly the same with the saddle on and without the saddle on. So it's all about. I see, it's just variety. It's exactly that. Absolutely. It's completely mixing it up. So sometimes you have the sheepskin on. Sometimes you have the Heather Moffat Phoenix. Sometimes you don't have anything. Mm. Sometimes your girth is really loose. Sometimes it's a bit tighter. You know, it's, it's a real complete mix-up. And I think that that has made him so sort of kind of, yeah. And Because everything's a game. It is. Everything is a game. Yeah. It's fun. It's just We've had the stirrups flapping. We've had... Yeah. And so that was the other thing that I was going to say is about stirrups. Really important Mm. that that, uh, you also put the stirrups on. Yeah. We've had them high. I've had them low. (gasps) We've had them... um, Yeah. Crossing over. I've, I've taken the saddle off and like, not pulled it off his back, but you know what I mean, where you kind of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, Hannah Weston does a great video on um, teaching a horse, you know, when the saddle slips. Yes. What to do yeah, on seen, the connection. Yeah, yeah. I, haven't, I haven't seen it properly. I've seen a, lit, a little clip of it, 
um, rum. <laughs> I've been molested by rum. Um, but, uh, yeah, she does a really, really great... So, you know, thinking about all those eventualities, those are the kind of things we're going to have to take into consideration when... Um, no, darling. When we, uh, you know, are... And you're on rum. <laughs> and Nick, uh, on rum. Oh, oh now you're getting rubbed. <laughs> Just watch your knee. He wants an ear. Um, so, <laughs> so, what is your opinion on start buttons for being tapped up? Well, I have I have two thoughts of this, and I'm cha- one of them's changing. At the moment, Kate is scratching rum. It's actually really sweet. It's such a shame it's not video because <laughs> you guys would be able to see it. But um, so. My first thought was, no, I don't want to do a start button because I want to ride when I want yes. to ride. And um, sometimes that would just have to be the way it is. I can remember one of my friends who's an instructor, I remember her saying to me, for 23 hours of the day, Becky, your horse can do exactly what it wants, but for this hour, it will do what you want. <laughs> and I kind of had that in my head. Um, and now part of me thinks, actually... How can I be doing this training and learning all this behaviour when we know what we know and not have a start button? Yeah, so so it's Uh, it's evolving. My thought is evolving. But I kind of... And that's where the whole riding thing comes in, doesn't it? And bitless thing. You know, I'd like to be able to ride rum in a bit and not in a bit. I'd like to ride rum... I don't think I'd like to ride bareback, so I just don't think I just don't think I want to. But <laughs> but I get that some people do, and I also think, oh, do I want to ride at all? You know, I think there's all those questions that go around in your head. But ultimately, yes, I do want to ride. Um, I do want to be able to ride in bitless and and bitted. Um, but I want him to want me to ride him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Sounds and wrong. I, I mean, as long as the training is kept positive enough and fun so we have a really motivated horse to do the training and do stuff with you yeah um so as long as that is upheld then you will more often than not have a horse that want the ops in yeah and you know but ops out if maybe he's not feeling too good or maybe he's picking up on something that we humans don't know about you know okay and i my point of view on it is they are they can't communicate with us sometimes there's stuff going on in their bodies that we just don't know and actually safety wise listening to our horse could be a lot safer so that you know when you're out on that hack and something really bad happens i think peggy hogan uses start button she does she? yeah she does um, it'd be interesting it would be i think it's a good thing to do and i know that we want it's just to, hard i know yeah i get it I, we get just it. want to we want to be able to introduce it don't we so that he touches he, t- he yeah so maybe we yeah. start touching the saddle and then that if, yeah you know we start well, bringing that in like you did with batman but, maybe we start bringing that in but as well you know there is compromise that needs to be made. You know, I understand that people that spend a lot of money on their horses, mm-hmm. and, you know, this isn't to shoot, this is, you know, for everyone out there, sometimes there has to be compromise. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. So sometimes, actually, people don't want to teach this behaviour because they do want to get on and ride. And, you know, I think that's okay. Yeah. I think yes. at least you're just trying to do the best you can by And I also, I suppose from a training. rehab point of view, looking at it from a physio point of view, if you've got a horse that's had an injury and that's been off 
work, so to say, for a long time, and you've got to kind of bring it back into work for its fitness to get it better, mm-hmm. then it might not want to ride, be, be ridden, because it might have negative associations with the injury, yeah. and you've got to then rebuild that trust. Yeah. So I suppose it's about making riding fun, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> and it's about intent. If your intent is to do the best by your horse, your intent is yeah. to to help your horse then I think that that's okay and and during lockdown I've been exploring all these amazing hacks locally and with the dogs and like going right we need to we need to bring rum here and we need to bring flan and archie and this is going to be great and because because there's different things and they you know when I ride my horses it's very much a two-way thing you know they Mm. they very much you know We'll, sometimes we'll go, we'll go up the lane and they, they choose whether they turn left or go straight on. So it's like, do you want to go in the woods or do you want to go around the yes, block? And we, yeah. you know, we have a lot of choice in that. And I think that that makes a difference. You know, Flanagan loves his fun rides. It's his, you know, that's why he jumps in the lorry because he knows that he's going to go and have a good gallop, you know, it's yeah. his, his, you know, he loves to do it. So I think it's, it's, again, it's variety, isn't it? Taking yeah. to different places, Absolutely. doing different things, spicing it up and, and just being conscientious and and allowing some choice I suppose yeah Um, I mean in an ideal world uh I would love everyone to use start buttons you know but that is not the reality of the world and you know I know from the work that I do at Conquest and what we're trying to implement we have to compromise all the time and sometimes to get this type of work the positive reinforcement the clicker training more used within um you know with horses within business environments with um to make it more widespread compromise is going to have to come yeah, yeah you know because you can imagine going up to i don't know if somebody you know with their polos ponies had decided that they were going to start adopt clicker training and then i went well yeah okay so you're gonna give your horses the choice whether they want to do the work or not you know they're just gonna laugh at me to be quite yeah, honest. They are. So, you know, you've got to get <laughs> your really in. Are. Yeah, exactly. So you've got to get your in and you've got to work from there and yeah. grow things yeah. from there. And and that's okay. You Sometimes know, it's but in baby a perfect steps with world, humans, yeah, isn't it? And in a perfect world, to be honest, I'd have them all free, like you know, we wouldn't really be that involved with them and they'd be living in the wild and herds. And, and they'd come up to us and say, come on my back, Kate. Yeah, let's go for a magical well, run. Exactly, but what we're trying to do is help horses thrive <laughs> in domestication yeah. and that does mean compromise. It does. Sometimes. It does. And, and also, that, and that's okay. Like, I think that there's also this real culture of making people feel quite guilty if they're not doing it exactly the same way yeah, as Yeah, I think there's, a, and else. I do think there's a lot of pressure, I say this a lot um, to my students when I'm teaching physio, there's a lot of pressure on people and there's a lot of pressure on that horse for them to, as a partnership, be doing a bit of everything, especially if they've got one horse, you know. I'm very lucky, I've got five <laughs> only five <clears throat> and so you know they all have their they all have their pluses that they and the things they love to do and the things they're not so want to do they don't do you know yeah, yeah. but that's not the case with a lot of horses and that's and the, and the, you can't blame the individual because they love their horse you know but their horse has to be a, a good in traffic their horse has to load their horse has to be good at jumping their horse has to be sane on a cross-country field their horse has to like dressage yeah. that is a heck of a lot of pressure for them as a human as well as the horse and they you know they'll they'll pull their heart into the horses and help ha- and, and do as much you know look after them as as well as they possibly can 
And, and yeah, so there's, there can be a lot of pressure on that duo, I think, on that partnership, especially. Yeah. Not everybody can have, you know, like, the, like with Archie, it's like, you know, you don't like, you don't want to load. That's okay. You never have to load. Yeah. You but know, some people don't have realistic. That. No, exactly. For everybody. You're quite right. You're quite right. Oh, oh, we've got a very sleepy rum in front of us. Very cuddly rum. Really cuddly rum. Fluffy, cuddly rum. And it's a bit rum. distracting, isn't I know. it? So, <laughs> so we're going to start... I've forgotten that we're even recording a podcast. <laughs> we're just sitting here having a chat. So just... we're going to start introducing more of the bridal with the bits. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll post some videos yeah, of that. Yeah, and eventually we we'll there. piece it together. So I think maybe we do a tack part two um because obviously yeah. we we've been a bit distracted on this podcast because of the horses around us but um and maybe we could talk about some negative associations because i know i know with flanagan my cob he's got when i first got him he had a girth that was pinched both sides oh, and he's yeah. got scar tissue um Oh, yeah, and it's girthy. girthy, girthy horses. That is a massive thing at Conquest, actually, because we have so many different volunteers mm. and people working with them. And we we really, really try and say, look, you just put it up gently, and but it takes one person to just not be thinking about what they're doing. Do it up, and then we've got a whole problem on the hands. I've worked with a lot of girthy horses, mm. and actually, I have some videos. Treacle, Treacle, uh, particularly, and Annie have struggled with that. A treacle came from a riding school, didn't she? Yeah, so yeah, she, she, she did. Had a yeah. traditional. So we, we've been working on her, yeah. so I'll, I'll see if I've got some video footage. Yeah, so that would be good, because I think girthing, obviously rule out anything medical, but obviously Flan's got this scar tissue, so I have to deal with that, and we have to work around it. Now, Flan's pretty good, it's interesting, so I, his girth is quite loose when I get on, and because when I do it, when I do it up from the ground, he's, his behaviour, he, he's learnt this behaviour, he's guarding, he's mm. guarding. And then when I get on, I can then do it up and I get none of that behaviour. Yeah. So I know it's not pain. Yeah. I know it's a learnt, it's a learnt. It's a learnt association. Yeah. So there's other things you can do. And I think also, I was going to say with the mountain block, which um, we've been distracted hugely in this podcast, but I was going to say with the mountain block, again, with horses that have got say some issues one side to the other but it's also i'd like to do it with rum is to um oh he's breathing is to mount from both sides yeah. so um so learn to mount from the left and learn to mount from the right um oh thank you he's rubbing himself up against me now which is do you know what oh, I love is that throughout this, he has just been stood dozing, like idling with us, like we're his herd. Well, I think we are. He's just kind of we stood. Are your herd, aren't we? It's really lovely. We're a big baby. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> so I think we should end it there. Yes, Maybe so do a part two another time. Because, because we might fall asleep in the sunshine <laughs> and, and that will be that. And I'm getting eaten, nuzzled at. And... Um, and no. And you need to chill. And uh, yeah, I think we'll end it there, shall we? Yeah, awesome. All, all done. If you'd like to make contact with either Kate or myself, you can contact us via Facebook. We are Little Green Stables or Ecological Positive Partnerships. Or you can check me out, Becky, on my website, www.littlegreenstables.com. We'd really like to make our podcast interactive. So if you have any questions or anything you'd like us to discuss, then that would be great. So send us a message either via our website or via our Facebook, Instagram and YouTube channels. Thanks. Bye bye. Thank you.